This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Hi, I'm Adam Dudding, and I work in Stuff's Auckland newsroom. A few months ago, I got to meet Dan Carter to ask him about his new book, which is published this month. The story's out in Your Weekend magazine, and it's called Kicking and Screaming. Here it is. For much of 2022 and 2023, Dan Carter made weekly Zoom calls to a man in London and talked to him about the weirdness and confusion of having recently been the greatest rugby player in the world and not being sure how to follow that up. The guy at the other end of the Zoom call was taking detailed notes and he and Carter talked about feelings and all that, but this wasn't a therapist or counsellor. It was a publisher's ghostwriter, a guy called Steve Burdett, because Dan Carter has gone and made another book. The cunning twist this time, in Carter's words, it's not a rugby book. I mean, it is a rugby book. If you're Dan Carter, your new book is always going to be a rugby book, right? But compared to the 2015 autobiography My Story and the 2021 coffee table photo album 1598, this new one, The Art of Winning, is a little broader in focus. Alongside the World Cups and groin injuries, there's quite a lot of entrepreneurial slash motivational stuff about leadership and resilience. But above all else, this is Dan Carter's midlife crisis in prose form. We meet in late March in the offices of Carter's agent in Parnell, Auckland. Publication is months off, but I've got a PDF for the final proof, finalised days earlier. To my relief, given that I count myself among the indeterminate but probably quite large percentage of New Zealanders who could barely care less about our national sport, that PDF is packed with conversation starters. An underpants modelling contract and an ageing six-pack. A brush with Elton John. Drink driving and self-flagellation in Paris. Parenthood and a gratitude journal. It's Tuesday afternoon, but Carter is dressed like a weekend Remuera dad in orange sneakers, ecru shorts and oatmeal sweatshirt. At 41, he's an old man in rugby terms, but by any other measure, he's looking great. A sprinkle of grey, sharp dimples and eye crinkles when he smiles, which is often springy on his feet. Though, he is feeling a bit sore right now. I just came off a game of rugby with Marco and Fox, he says. They're the eldest of Carter's four sons with wife Honor. And my wrist is killing me. I'm not sure if it's because of the height that I'm having to tackle him or it's just me not used to having to hit the floor again. But it's incredible. Your body is a beautiful thing and it can heal itself after some of the most traumatic injuries. He knows this from times like in 2011 when an adductor muscle tore away from his pubic bone during kicking practice, leaving him screaming in agony and ejected from that year's World Cup. 
In fact, he's just been on the phone to Johnny Sexton, Ireland's 37-year-old rugby captain, who, some days earlier, ruptured his groin in precisely the same way. We've been talking about the process of coming back and whether he's got enough time for the World Cup. And I gave him confidence that actually my groin is stronger than it was beforehand. Carter's groin rehab included Pilates exercises focusing on his inner core rather than the aesthetic six-pack he used to flaunt in those jockey billboard ads. Why did he stop doing those ads? They asked me if I wanted to continue and I was like, look, I'm in my 30s now. I've got a couple of children. There's a time to move aside. That seems fair enough, but people with dad bods still buy undies, don't they? Somebody's got to advertise them. Would Carter strip off again for jockey if they asked him again, nicely, now? Oh, jeez, says Carter, and appears to weigh up the idea. But nah, that ship has sailed. In a way, that's the gist of Carter's book, How to Get Your Head Straight Again after realising some of your ships have sailed. He says, I wanted to be vulnerable about the difficulty of finishing something that you love and you feel like you were put on this planet to do. It's quite a challenging process, and not just for sports people. I wanted to document it, and I talked to various people to help me navigate this change. Being vulnerable, admitting to doubts and dark thoughts, asking for help, it doesn't scream rough, tough rugby player. But Carter writes, that it was in rugby locker rooms and practice sessions that he first realised the importance of life's softer skills. Stuff like mindfulness advice from coach Gilbert Inoka, and sessions with psychiatrist Kerry Evans, where they talk about unlocking emotions. For his post-rugby challenges, though, Carter consulted more widely. He talked to former teammates, to ex-all-white Tim Brown, co-founder of Allbirds Footwear, to his friend Rob Fife, former boss of Air New Zealand. But he writes that the most important new connection was with Kevin Roberts, ex Saatchi and Saatchi boss, former NZ rugby director, and coiner of buzzwords, including something called love marks. Hmm, I'm fascinated by the notion of getting bespoke career tips from a guy who was once, reportedly, invited to the Pentagon to help rebrand the war on terror. So I asked Carter, what would it cost for me to hire Roberts for a little life advice of my own? Carter muses, Jeez, I don't know his price for you. Interesting. My question about Robert's charge-out rate was meant as a joke, given that I'd presumed Robert's advice for a rugby legend and countryman in need would have been some money-can't-buy brainstorming between famous friends of friends. But now I'm curious. Can Carter tell me what Robert's price was for him? Carter looks bashful. Uh, I'd rather not talk about the cost of a certain service. Okay. I'll take that to mean it cost a bomb. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. 
Kia ora, I'm Adam Blair. I played the great game of rugby league for the Storm, Tigers, Broncos and the Mighty Warriors. And I'm Goran Paladin, sports presenter and rugby league fanatic. I won a World Cup too. I played 51 tests for New Zealand. Yeah, he's a national treasure, people. Come on. Blairy and I, we're joining forces for a brand new rugby league podcast called League of Our Own. Each week we talk Kiwis across the NRL and of course everything was. All the big names, the big stories. And some of my own stories too. Well, if we can make them fit. We'll make time. Okay. League of Our Own with Blairy and Goran. Debut ep dropping on Wednesday afternoon and every Wednesday after that. You can listen through stuff.co.nz or wherever you get your podcast. Proudly brought to you by Snap Rentals. Mate, your, your stories are way too long, eh? Nah, we've got to take them on a journey. <laughs> oh, the journey. Yeah, of course. <laughs> anyway, what happened was that Fife told Carter that Roberts would be just the guy. So the rugby player and the ex-ad man connected over 20 or so hour-long Zoom calls. He's based in the US now says Carter, and it was through COVID times, so we were catching up probably once a fortnight, sometimes weekly. He's got a process he goes through, and it was around repurposing, working out what is your next dream, your next chapter, really nailing down those beliefs and values and giving yourself some framework to live by. Carter writes that Roberts started by helping him with a very specific problem. After Carter retired in 2020, people kept coming up and asking, So, Dan, what are you doing now? Though well-intentioned, questions stressed Carter out because, frankly, he wasn't entirely sure. Roberts had the perfect solution. Come up with some carefully scripted waffle. So together they cooked up a vague response for Carter that would sound okay but also shut people up. And it went like this. I'm repurposing my life so I can figure out how best to make a difference and make happy choices for my family and me. Carter memorised it, and when he rattled it off, people would say, wow, that's really good, even though he could see in their eyes that they were thinking, what the hell does that mean? That was a couple of years ago. So, after all that Zooming with Roberts since, does Carter have a less vague answer to that vexatious question yet? I put it to the test. Dan Carter, former All Black, what are you doing now? Well, actually, says Carter, I'm using this year to work out what impact I can make over the next 10 or 20 years. I spend a lot more time with my family than I ever have and and just doing commercial work. In other words, he's still working on it. Just spitballing here, and I'm not on Kevin Roberts' pay grade, but would it be such a bad thing if Carter stopped working on it and rested on his laurels instead? Would it be so terrible to just sit with the nice feeling of having been the best rugby player in the world? He could keep on spending time with his family and doing those chemist warehouse ads and occasional new ventures like the glorious digital platform for selling NFT art. He could keep on doing good works like a 24-hour kickathon for UNICEF that raised half a million bucks. Must he keep on searching? Does he have to keep on trying so hard? Yes, he says, I do. Why? Carter explains... It wasn't the Rugby World Cups that I won. It wasn't the World Player of the Year awards that I won. It was the impact that I was able to have on the next generation. So now I want to have a similar impact, if not more, in this next chapter of my life. When I get involved in something, I'm all in and want it to be world-leading. What that is, I don't know. 
but I'm a little bit cautious about committing to that process because I know once I'm there, it's going to be like my last 20 years. I don't want to spend the rest of my life being just, oh, he's this ex-All Black, he was pretty good. I want to really refocus. It can have social impact, environmental impact, economical impact. There's something about social impact that I'm really passionate about. I love connecting with people, love inspiring the next generation. I just need to work out what I'm passionate about. There's something poignant about this super achiever's search for purpose and passion. Beneath the smooth surface of the words Kevin Roberts has helped him find, he can still detect the tug of anxiety. Prepare for an unfiltered journey through the harsh realities of infertility. My name's Nadine Higgins. I'm a broadcaster, a journalist, and I've been trying to make a baby with my husband. That's me. I'm Dan. And we reckon infertility is lonely enough without making it a dirty little secret. In The Human Race with Dan and Nadine Higgins, we share raw and unvarnished stories of couples who have faced the brutal truth of infertility. Unless you've been in it, it's, it's really tough and really lonely. Yeah, and also, this is really weird, but baby showers, you don't need to open the presents in front of everyone. Confronting the harsh reality that not every story has a happy ending. This very blunt, abrasive doctor who I had, you know, had not seen before, who delivered the news, just like... You'll probably never have a natural period again and you'll probably never have a baby. The Human Race, where we share the untold stories of couples in the race of their lives to create a life. I feel like I nearly missed out and I got to do it. And so I feel really lucky. So it's been incredibly positive. Listen today at stuff.co.nz slash thehumanrace or wherever you get your podcasts. The Human Race is proudly brought to you by Elevate. Today on Newsable, in the last week alone, three people have been killed in house fires around the country. How can we keep ourselves safe? Plus, the boom in Auckland job applications, and I present to you some of the wackiest laws from around the world. For everything that's worth talking about, find and follow Newsable wherever you get your podcasts. In The Art of Winning, Carter writes about working to overcome his shyness and a tendency to mumble. He writes about his sense of intellectual inadequacy because he was too busy playing rugby to get a degree. He writes about feeling out of place in international celebrity circles, like in 2014 during a six-month injury-related sabbatical when he and Honor popped along to Elton John's Oscars after-party in LA. That was fun, surely. Carter says, We spent pretty much the whole evening looking around, my wife and I, going... What are we doing here? We're so far out of our depth. This is just mind-blowing. Elton John and Ed Sheeran performed on stage together. We had a drink with Ed Sheeran afterwards. Lady Gaga, the Kardashians, it was... yeah. Or the time he was in Monaco to watch the Formula One. You'd be on a little tender from the boat that we're staying on, and there's Honor and I, Tom Brady and his team, Bella Hadid and her team, and you're just sitting there talking casually like your friends. And then you get off the tender and go, okay, that was really weird. Like, some of the most famous people in the world, and here they are asking you questions. He's a celebrity himself, of course. He gets recognised in New Zealand and gets mobbed in Wales and in Fiji. But in most countries, he can walk about incognito. When he was arrested for drink driving in Paris, the cop didn't know who he was. Being the best at rugby simply isn't as big a deal globally as being the best at soccer, say. 
and that's reflected in the money players get. At its peak, Carter's rugby salary was in the single-digit millions. Ronaldo earns hundreds of millions. Does Carter ever look sideways at other football codes and wish that his father, instead of putting up rugby posts in their Southbridge back garden, had put up a soccer goal? Not at all, he says. I wouldn't change it. Those boys do love soccer. I always joke, go live those dreams and become a soccer player. Just make sure I'm your manager. But no, you always look back at where you came from with gratitude. And there hasn't been a part of me going, oh, I wish we got paid in the hundreds of millions like footballers or other sports. For some years, Carter's been keeping a gratitude journal. I asked him if he wrote anything in it last night. Yeah, I had a morning with Cruz, that's his youngest son, so I was grateful for spending time with Cruz. The fact the sun was shining and the beautiful house we live in. He smiles, then clarifies in case that came across as underwhelming. Like, I do repeat them regularly. But it's nice to do. That was Kicking and Screaming on The Long Read from Stuff, written and read by me, Adam Dudding, and produced by John Williams. This episode was edited by John Ropia. If you listen via our website, you can hear this story and more like it on The Long Read Podcast, available on all the usual platforms. If you liked what you heard, please give us a five-star rating and a review. It helps other listeners find us. Thanks for listening. If you liked listening to this pod, help us make more like this. Visit stuff.co.nz support.